Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Happy to be back. Spencer German, Tommy Wilde with you on another episode of the Cavs Insider Podcast. Getting you ready, counting you down. It's getting to close. The start. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like I said, 32 days in the intro, so just a month out now and uh, exciting stuff, uh, particularly here in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. we're recording it or we're, we're doing the show right around the start of the football season. Uh, so Browns are in the air. Cavs <laughs> are sort of getting in the air. We got the end of the Guardian season happening, so it's an exciting time of year. But we're certainly uh, excited to ring in the Cavs New Year with you guys, if you will. Um, Tommy, uh, I, I, I guess the, the biggest news right now, I mean, the, maybe the point of this podcast is that Danny Green's going back to the 76ers, oh, not coming back to Cleveland, you know? Breaking news, you know. When I saw that Woj bomb <laughs> come across my phone two nights ago, I could not believe it. He was te- you were te- you were texting me. You were yeah. like, "Dude, we got to do a pod right now." And I said, off. Ah, "Championships I, off. I, I can't. Championships <laughs> off. Cancel the parade. It ain't happening. It's over. It's over. I, Don't start the season." We joke, but I do think. Um, not to. I, I don't want to start this with like a, with a negative topic here necessarily, but I th- this whole the way the Danny Green saga has now played out with it, and, and he doesn't end up coming back to Cleveland. It kind of just makes you chuckle a little bit more at oh, how yeah, sure. the entire Kevin Love situation situation just fizzles out uh, last mm-hmm. season because they went out and signed Danny Green um, because he became he you know he was he was a free agent and they added him to the roster and through waivers and it kind of became this like okay if you if you think this guy's going to contribute for you in some way where's his role in the rotation. Right. Right. And I and and I've I harped on all at the end of last year that, yeah, I don't think Kevin Love changes the outcome against the Knicks, but having Kevin Love on this team, the leader that he was, how he was respected in that locker room, sure. um, and just his presence, which it seemed to help the Heat at least a little bit off the bench, mm-hmm. would have I think given you a little something extra than what you had. Um, so it kind of just makes you realize again that that whole situation seems like it was kind of mishandled by them, and maybe if they didn't even waste their time with Danny Green. Kevin Love still would have been on this roster. Maybe he'd be back this year as well. Who knows? Yeah. 
And it's funny because you look at the roster and the way it is right now, and even after all their offseason signings and everything, you know, a, a power forward that can shoot the three, like you still kind of need yeah. that, and you kind of let that go. And I know that with uh, Love's contract and everything, you probably wouldn't have been able to bring in some other guys. I totally get that part of it as well. But, I mean, I still think that Kevin could have definitely brought some value to the team at the end of season last year and heading into this season as well. Yeah, it would have been an interesting thing to sort of see, and mm-hmm. I just I don't know. That's that's the one thing that crossed my mind when I saw that was so they signed Danny Green, Kevin Love <laughs> left because of it because he realized he didn't have a role here, and what did it get you? So, right. um, also and, does Danny Green know something about the James Harden situation that we don't? Is James Harden now staying in in Philadelphia? I don't think like so. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Like I saw one of the seventy sixers, but like, are they even going to be a championship contender? By the way, year? I saw some story. I didn't read it in this entirely, so that's my fault. But I saw some mm-hmm. story about how James Harden was upset that he was snubbed for the All-Star game last year. And I think the names he mentioned being snubbed by were like Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell. And it was like, you were upset hmm. that you were snubbed by Donovan Mitchell? Like, Donovan Mitchell had the best yeah. year of his career. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, he was <laughs> – I would have taken Donovan's season over – uh, Harden's any day. The, I mean, I guess you could argue year. Kyrie if you, yeah. I mean, Kyrie was playing well. Um, but if you were just like mad at Kyrie for the off the court stuff, maybe you don't vote him in. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I don't, we don't have to waste time with that because this isn't a James Harden <laughs> podcast. But yeah, no, where not. he ends up is anybody's guess at this point. Sounds like he wants to go to LA. And um, if he doesn't, we're probably going to get fat James Harden Philly next year again. So we'll see. <laughs> um, uh. I, I, I do want to, and we have a couple questions that we want to throw your guys' way um, that you can certainly chime in on and in the comments section, also at uh, Cavs Insider underscore FN on Twitter, um, however you want to jump X, in on these. Yeah. Or yeah, X, whatever, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you, call it you, something, you call it something for like over a decade. Oh, I know. Like decade and a half, and it's like, what am I, I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing to break. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get to those coming up, but I did want to talk Tommy, just about the pressure that I think is on this team this year. And it's kind of ties in nicely with, I mentioned the start of the NFL season, because I also think in town, there's a lot of pressure on another team in town in the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. in that, you know, they went out this off season and made all these moves and addressed all these needs. And they built this roster that people think is People are calling it the best roster the Browns have had since they've returned to Cleveland in 1999, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on them. But I actually think, to bring this back to basketball, that there's more pressure on the Cavs this year than there even is on the Browns. And and the reason I say that is because in the NBA, these windows of opportunity are so, so fleeting. In the mm-hmm. NFL, you can if you have a star quarterback, which the Browns obviously think they do, you can kind of keep that window open a little bit longer. But right, in the NBA, right. these windows with a star player like Donovan Mitchell are fleeting. And it's rare that a town like Cleveland has a guy like that. And we know what the talk's been about. We actually just mm-hmm. talked before we, we, we jumped yeah. on the show here that it's going to be a topic all year is, oh, is, is Donovan Mitchell upset? Is, does he want mm-hmm. out? It's Every single night we're going to get those questions. Um, but I do think because of that question existing and there's this – you know, flirting with New York that's been going on all offseason as well. Mm-hmm. And we know he's he's from there, that there's a ton of pressure on this team this year to perform and to win and to sort of take another step towards showing that this is a viable thing that he should be a part of and they want to ha- they want him to be a part of. Otherwise, yeah, like I, I think he's going to be sitting there towards the end of next season 
and considering his options and considering if he wants to stay in Cleveland long term. Right. So I think there's a ton of pressure going on to, going on the Cavs into the season. No, I think I mean like you said we were talking about talking about this beforehand. Like the Donovan Mitchell storylines about you know is Donovan Mitchell going to get traded? Is Donovan Mitchell happy? Like that was those are going to get tired so quick. Yeah, 100%. Everything that he says and everything that he does is going to be put under a microscope the entire oh, yeah. year. And whether he, you know, means what he says or people are reading between the lines, like whether that's fair or not, like people are going to dissect every single sentence that comes out of his mouth. And I, I don't know, I'm already tired of it, but you know, it's gonna be on it's gonna be on the radar. If they're not yeah. playing well, people are gonna be talking about it. Even if they are playing well, is it the conversation is, is this enough? Is this enough to get this far in the playoffs? Is this enough for wanting to keep Donovan Mitchell around. I mean, it's, it's going to be the topic of the year. It is. Um, and yeah, I, I, I want to see Donovan Mitchell stay here. Oh, for I under- sure. I, I understand where there's that flirtation with New York and why he's, you know, got the googly eyes for a place where he always envisioned he'd probably play. I have brought up, and I think we've talked about this, Tommy, like, do the Knicks even want him a year from now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the situation that they're in and that's, that's fair too. But even if it's not New York, does Donovan Mitchell want the Cavs? And, and, and that's mm-hmm. what this season really is going to be about because you're trying to basically sell him on the idea that we want you to stay here. And to do that, it can't be another first-round playoff exit. It has right. to be you show – I talk about this all the time in all across sports. Like I think as fans, people like to view sports as like a linear thing. They mm-hmm. see a team like – take the Guardians, for example – that's like super, super young. And they're like, okay, well, right. yeah, they, they have a pretty good year. So the next natural step is, well, they go a little further in the playoffs. And I think to talk about that team briefly, like we saw the opposite of that this year. Like they, they were yeah. maybe a little bit ahead of schedule in, in 2022. And then in 2023, they came out and now they're a sinking ship. That's about to miss the playoffs. And we're <laughs> right, sitting here asking right. ourselves like, what is that team and, and who should stay and who should go? So I, 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 it's not always linear in sports that just because you did something one year, that the next year you're guaranteed to do that next thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So oh, for sure. I, 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 and so with the Cavs, like it has to be linear though this year. Like, yeah, yeah it was great. Two years ago was fun because we didn't expect that what happened with them. And they ended up being a playing team and it was like, okay, it ended, it ended sort of unceremoniously, but we at least enjoyed the ride. And then this past year was, we, we all, I think most people felt there was a really good opportunity and, and that they had a chance to win that series and they were absolutely just, you know, shell shocked. So it has to be a linear thing now where not only do you make the playoffs, you got to get out of the first round at least and say like, okay. And then, and then make it a series in the second series. Right. That That's a, that's like the minimum of what they have to do to sort of sell Donovan Mitchell. I think on staying here. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. 
Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. And honestly, they have to do all that in an Eastern conference that I think you can make the argument is better than the Western conference this year. I mean, you have mm. Boston, you have you think Miami. That? Like, I, I really think the Eastern conference is overall, I think the Western conference is top heavy, but I think if you look at all the teams in the Eastern conference, I think they're all pretty even, especially in that like, you know, six to like 10 range, like with the yeah. plan tournament, like those are the all very similar teams with very similar talent. So I think overall it's a better conference on the Western mm. conferences this year. Which that feels like make, a little bit of a hot take there. It Tom. may be a hot take, but I'm, I'm standing cause... by it. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive into that for a second because <laughs> I, like you, you, I don't know. Like I, I think most people would probably say the West is loaded with, I mean, the Lakers obviously had a really good off season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are, are high on them. Uh, you have the Suns there who are people are very high on. For you sure. have the Warriors who people think are going to bounce back. They added Chris Paul. Um, you have the Kings. I don't who think, I think Chris Paul does too much for them. I don't I think so either. <laughs> but but it's the Warriors, so you got to yeah, think no, like they're still going to be relevant. I think people are high on the Kings going in the next year. Uh, the Nuggets. That's another, I, team, that's another team, like you said, that's assuming that they're linear. I mean, the Kings yeah, from last true. year are like the Guardians from that's the year before. They can very, take very fair. step back. <laughs> very, very fair. Uh, I think people are obviously – the Nuggets are still going to be there. Um, Dallas maybe plays a little bit better in year two of Kyrie and Luka. Who knows? I don't know. I, I think the East feels like a really – and this is another reason why it's like paramount that the Cavs do have success next year because I view the East and I say I think they have a pretty – clear path to the playoffs mm-hmm. and then it's just about like who you match up with because right. yeah like the heat are going to be there and there's rumors that the heat are obviously going to get um damian lillard and that changes the whole landscape of things like they're going to yep. be that that, yep. that superstar team the celtics are going to be there the other the bucks are going to be there but then the other team that was ahead of you is is the 76ers and it sounds like that whole situation's a mess and james harden wants out and mm-hmm. he's calling daryl Morey a liar and in, in china <laughs> like I, I don't to bring this back full circle to James Harden. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Cavs have an opportunity to be sort of slotted in, maybe a little bit higher than they were this past year. Maybe that four seed, and then it's like, yeah, you if you're the if you're hosting more games in that series. Well, they, and they and they were were they were the four seed this past year. So it's like I, I think you have a chance to maybe be like the three seed. Right. Like it, um, there's an opportunity there. We'll see. But um, yeah, well, I I, I just I, I think there's even more pressure on him now in this East. And that adds to kind of the conversation here. If, if the 76ers sort of fall out of fall out of place, um, then you're only really talking about three teams that I really view mm-hmm. as true, you know, top tier competitors to you. I think Indiana will take another step. They'll be a little bit better. People are sort of riding Orlando as like a sleeper yep. team, but I'm not really worried about them yet. But yeah, I, I think the Cavs are a top four team easily in this conference, and like they there's a chance that the 76ers drop down and then they're really in the mix. So I'm going to go through since this podcast seemed like it's, it's diverted a little bit, but that's okay. So <laughs> Western conference last year, you had the nuggets. Nuggets are going to be silent killers again. I mean, they're a great team top to bottom, a great coach yeah. Grizzlies. We know there's a ton of questions there. They were your two seed last year. You're going to be with jaw. You're going to be without jaw for a while. Kings were your three seed last year. I just kind of said the same thing. I mean, they could take another step forward, but there's just as good of a chance they could take the same step back. Suns will be good. I mean, we know that for a fact. Clippers, is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George playing more than 40, 50 games this year? We'll see. The Warriors, we kind of touched on them. You can't really count them out. Chris Paul is going to be there. I don't think that makes them too much of a bigger, better team. 
the Lakers, I mean, Anthony Davis, is he going to stay healthy? Healthy Is LeBron James finally going to regress? I know they just signed Christian Wood last night, but that doesn't yeah. make him. I mean, Austin Reeves, is he going to be what he was all throughout the entire season? Um, I don't know. I just think I look at this Eastern Conference. The Bucs are incredible. The Celtics are incredible. I think that even without James Harden playing, Daryl Morey with the whole Ben Simmons situation, he's proven that he's not going to trade a player unless he's getting what he wants in return. And what he wants in return is a star player. But do you think if, now. It, if that happens, though, like, do you do you see that as like a viable team, though? Like, you think James Harden's just going to like put on a happy face and play well? Like, I think he's going to end up just trying to force his way out at all costs. Oh, and I think undermine the team. Oh, probably. He's not playing for the 76ers yeah. this year, but yeah. I still think that the, I mean, I think the 76ers are a good enough team without him that they could still be mm-hmm. a playoff team. Like, okay. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I think you use the phrase like top heavy. I kind of feel like the East <laughs> is top heavy more so than the West. I think the West is pretty solid. Um, I think, but I, again, I, to me, like from my point of view, I just think that adds to why there's even more pressure on the Cavs this year. Because like, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, you you slot this all out, and like the Heat finished below the Cavs last year, and especially if they get Damian Lillard, that obviously isn't happening again. But the Cavs, mm-hmm. the Cavs should at least be a a top four team again, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you're expecting them to take that next step. I didn't even mention the Knicks. Maybe it's because I don't want to talk about that team. But <laughs> the one team um, I do think is interesting that I I think could disrupt a few things in the Eastern Conference are the Raptors. I mean, they're still a very mm. solid team with Siakam. And Ananobi, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, I, I think they severely underperformed last year. And, I mean, who knows if they make a trade or two down the line here. But I think they're also fantastic with player development. I mean, we've seen it um, with plenty of players. Uh, Scotty Barnes, maybe he'll take another step forward. So I think that's a team to watch that could really go up there and, and disrupt a few things in the Eastern Conference as well. It'll be interesting to watch uh, that team. They'll, they feel like one of those teams that, like, last year – They'll leave, they'll get to the trade deadline and they'll kind of be like a, a maybe a meddling team and it'll be mm-hmm. like do we make a trade to kind of go for it here or do we just kind of right sell? right and we'll see what they decide to do so um, but yeah interesting Tommy with some <laughs> some good man it's the off season but not for Tommy man he's bringing yeah, the heat I'm... no matter what <laughs> saying that the wet the, the east is better than the west but I love the I love the energy and I love the topic there even if it diverted us a little bit I, I think Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's yeah, we're looking for stuff to talk about. So yeah. um, let's get to some of these questions that you sort of posed. And the first one I think is is a, an interesting one because you threw out mo- who is the most important player in the Cavs right. next year. And the note you added with it, kind of the disclaimer <laughs> you added with it, is that just because we're saying most important, it doesn't mean um, best. The best doesn't mean yeah. the best because I know think we. I was going to say, I think we know that like the most important players to be like Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. If they're not playing well, you know. Then we're yeah. in some trouble. Yeah. But when I meant by most important players, like is there a starter that's going to make this this starting five like I don't know, not the Warriors death lineup, but make it one of the best <laughs> starting lineups in the league? Is there a, uh, a bench player who's going to make the Cavs have one of the best benches in the league or start to go for the sixth man of the year? I don't know. I just think we we talk about Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, you know that duo, and then Evan Mobley so much. Like I just want to think of some other players who are going to be. 
uh, could be make or break guys and help help the Cavs, I don't know, make that three seed or two seed, depending on the state of the Eastern Conference. Well, why don't you take the floor first then? Oh, boy. <laughs> Who do you think is the most important player okay. to the Cavs' upcoming season? I think one of the I think the most important player is going to be Niang. I say that okay. because I think I, like that. I think that you know we knew that that front court needed more help last year. We saw it in the playoffs, and he's you know that kind of power forward um, wing player that can help them out in that um, in that situation, and you know give Mobley give Jared Allen a rest, and you still have a true like power forward on the roster there. Um, but I also think, and I talked about this when with our NBA free agency podcast too, is I want to see JB Bickerstaff do some creative lineups with him, maybe playing the three. I, I think that, I mean, I think that there could be a lot of potential to have a really nice um, lineup that other teams have trouble defending. So I don't know. I, I think, and he's a solid defender too. So I'm on both sides of the floor. So I think that a guy like Niang is going to be super important. Um, with where this team finishes and how far they go in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you get a stretch four type guy, guy that can shoot the three from that position. I think that is massive. Um, I have, a, I have, a, um, this isn't going to be my answer, but I do think on some level, like the most important player is actually Evan Mobley. Um, if we're going like overarching, I know he's a, he's he's a star in the making, so it's it's kind yeah. of a cop out answer. But the reason I say that is, you know, we talk about pressure on this team and all this different stuff. Him taking that next leap. I mm-hmm. think is the key to all this. Like yeah. where the Cavs end up, if Donovan Mitchell wants to stay and see it through, all these different things. So I, I think on the surface, like he is the most important player. But I, in terms of the question that you're asking, because you're kind of saying like, is there another piece or a guy that maybe is a role player that you think is going to take this team to the next level or that was missing last year that's going to be a huge, or a, a huge uh, of huge importance? And I, I'm going to go with the other guy that they added this offseason, big name, in Max Struess. I think... There was a lot of mixed reviews on Struess when he mm-hmm. was signed, right? There was people who kind of felt, well, there was better, you know, three and D type players and, and three point shooters that you could have tried to add this off season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about Struess. You know, uh, we were critical. Was, you know, was, yeah, when we did yeah. our in our podcast earlier this year. We were or this summer. We were critical about yeah what that's going to look like. That's right. Um, and you know, I, I think there was a lot of people looking and saying. You know, look what he was doing in Miami, and he was getting a lot of open looks because people were double teaming Jimmy Butler, and um, mm-hmm. but at the same time he was getting double teamed a lot because they were trying to take him away, and that's why he struggled. Um, but that he should get more open looks here because of just the, the sheer talent. I, I said right. that backwards. He was getting double teamed <laughs> in Miami because there wasn't a lot of weapons, and they wanted to prevent right. him from shooting threes. Here, the idea is that he gets a lot more open looks, Hopefully. and people are excited about that, right? Yeah. Um, but I still question, like, is he as good of a three-point shooter consistently as we think? Is he? Mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen that on the defensive end of the floor. I don't think he's as good as people are making him out to be. But I do think for this lineup to take off the way we want it to, he does need to be that contributor from that spot. That that spot has been just a black hole for, for the sure. last two years of figuring out who fits there, who's the right person, who's going to sh- make enough threes to sort of uh, lift up this offense and this team. And we haven't had an answer for that. I'm hoping, Matt, I, for the sake of the Cavs, I hope Max right. is it. But <laughs> yeah. um, I have some questions. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the season, you know, full on waiting to see what we, what we get from him because I think he's going to be super, super important to the success of this team. I can't disagree with that one at all. Cannot disagree with that one at all. All right, the all next right. question I had, I had, I had 
given you are going to do that. Do you want to do that one? No, go ahead. Take it. Okay. Absolutely. The next question, and obviously want to hear your thoughts as well. Um, who are you most excited to watch this season? I, uh, maybe this is a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of like an, an obvious answer. So I don't mean to make it seem that way, but I am I am probably most excited to watch Imani Bates play. Oh, man, that is that your answer? <laughs> that was my answer too. We didn't we didn't do enough prep before the show. I know, we I know. Ready I was like, I didn't ask I, you if I was going to ask you what yours was, but then we don't have this raw raw reaction like we have right here. Hey, the the raw reaction is what we live for. So exactly. Um, no, I I I I think a lot of people. If if we have the same answer, I think a lot of people are probably sharing that because yeah. Listen, what they did in summer league is awesome. It's a cool mm-hmm. story. And I do think there's certainly some some positive things to take away from that. But all of that comes with the caveat yep. and the context that, yeah. hey, it was the summer league. Mm-hmm. Let's pump the brakes on what we think about any of these guys who were like really having a massive role in that, Amani right. included. But right. yeah, I, the, the thing with Amani coming out of college was a guy with super, super high ceiling potential who was a top recruit in the country at one point coming out of high school. And then it just wasn't really realized in his college situations. And then people questioned whether or not he had, you know, the drive and the want to. Right. Yeah. Um, if it seems like at least as of now, he, he seems to be having that drive. He seems to be saying the right things, seems to have the right attitude. Will that translate to the regular season and in, in, in this organization? And if it does, is there something actually viable there? I'm not expecting him to make like a massive impact no, this just... year, maybe ever. But if there's yeah. something viable there where he becomes like a role player for them or a bench player for them down the line, like I'd love to see it. So I'm certainly going to have my eyes on him. Yeah, I think it's also funny because I think there's actually more hype around him. The fact that he's in the G League because he only has like so many, that limit of so many games with the Cavs. So it's like when Amani Bates is like with the Cavs, like everyone's going to be tuning in because is he going to play? Is he not going to play? So I almost yeah. think that the fact that he only has like, you know, so many games, he's on that two-way contract. Mm-hmm. When he's with the team, people are going to be tuning in. But no, I had my exact same reason. Yeah. Um, I'll, for the sake of uh, doing something a little bit different, um, the player I'm most excited to see, I'll use your Evan Mobley example. Can he take that big, yeah. that year three jump? Um, I, I know that there's been some, you know, off-season videos of him in the gym you know in open gyms and everything and it does look like he maybe built some muscle i'm also taking all that for granted we don't another alex caruso we're all got uh do you remember that when alex caruso like that edit of him came out and then he got like uh yeah 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 we don't i don't want any of that so we'll <laughs> see what happens when he when he shows up to training camp but well, and he looked bigger at training camp last year too so we'll see if he's yeah, I know, bigger I know. this year at training right camp. right but I'm, I'm taking all those X Twitter, you know, whatever you're gonna call it, videos and pictures for granted until we see it in person. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I, I do think that you know, if he takes that year three jump, if all of a sudden he's not just a good power forward, but an all star power forward, this lineup changes. I mean, that changes everything. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I, I think you're 100 right. And I'll say this about Amani Bates as well. Um, we. I thought I, it, it's funny because I think we spent way too much time like, debating <laughs> a guy who. Will probably only ever become a role player for the Cavs. I don't mean to like put you know rain no, on people's I mean, parade. I think it's fair. Or dump water on the fire, but like the 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 outrage that there was, like not even outrage, but just like the reaction that there was, just from a, a, a sports talk standpoint, and the yeah. fan reaction to Amani Bates and people like 
man, like people really ripping on this guy. And then there's other people who are like, he's going to be a superstar. And I was like, guys, can we just like meet in the middle and agree that right. this might just end up being like a role player for them and the yeah. impact of him on the, the current setup of the Cavs. And if they're going to win a championship, he's going to have like very minimal to do with that. But, sure. um, but yeah, listen, if they can find something in that, I'd, I'd love to see it. And I hope, I hope that comes to fruition. And, and that, I, that two way contract you mentioned is huge. Cause yeah. he's going to get some time up with the, with the, the, the main team, the Cavs. And when he does, like, there'll be a lot of people who are tuned into those games, not just to see him, mm-hmm. but certainly, like, glued to, okay, when he comes right. in, what's he doing, and, and is there something right. viable there? Yeah, and I would say along with kind of what you were saying, like, he's a second-round pick. He's a second-round pick, former, yeah. five-star recru- f- former five-star recruit in the Cavs need wings. I mean, it was an obvious pick for him to take him. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I can't blame him for taking him. No, um, not at all. Not at all. If you if if you're if you're only drafting in the second round, and you're looking for maybe a chance to hit on something, that's the type of player I think you take. You take yeah. somebody who has a very high ceiling from a potential standpoint, but that might be a project. And if you hit on it, then you look like a genius. So right, because um, you hit on a second round guy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I can't blame him for that at all. We'll see if there actually any is anything viable in Imani Bates. All right. That's going to do it for us. I think we've we've had some good conversation. Again, it's it's still a little early in the in the full fledged Cavs conversation here, but we're just a few weeks out. Like I said, about a month out from the start of the preseason. Let's throw those questions at you. Uh, you can respond in the comments. You can hit us up on Twitter at Cavs Insider underscore FN. Who uh, is the most important player to the Cavs' success in twenty twenty three? And it doesn't necessarily have to be an obvious. You know, Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland or the Stars. And then also, who's the player that you're most excited to watch play on this team in 2023? 2023-24, obviously. But, yeah. Um, again, hit us up. Answer those questions. We appreciate you guys jumping in, as always. And uh, we'll be back here. What do we think? Maybe another – we're going to play it by ear. But yeah. I think <laughs> until we get through September, I think we're looking at probably every other week for this. And then we'll start picking things up big time in October – with a, a weekly podcast here at Cavs Insider. So we promise you guys. we'll get new routine. We'll, we'll get yeah. new routine. <laughs> big, big. Here's the, here's the way we tease it, Tommy. Big things coming. Big things at are CavsInsider.com <laughs> and here on the YouTube page and with Cavs Insider. So just stay tuned. And we're looking forward to spending a lot more time with you this season. Thanks for watching for Tommy, for myself. Have a great one.